Radio. Kansas City's talk show for throttle junkies, motorheads, and anyone who loves rocking the driver's seat. From barn fresh to concour ready, Road Muscle Radio parks the latest news, the greatest views, and the biggest names in rolling thunder right in your ears. Let's welcome your show hosts, a freelance automotive journalist, auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine and American Car Collector Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, and owner of a sweet 1960 Corvette and a smoking 61 Impala, Brett Hatfield, and 30-plus year radio veteran, author, playwright, lousy singer, and lover of fat and freaky American classic cars, Mark Catfish Groves. Let's put the pedal to the metal. Road Muscle Radio is on the air. We're back with another edition of Road Muscle Radio. I'm Catfish Groves. I am Brett Hatfield. And Brett, it's been it's been a fun week in the car world. It's been a fantastic week in in my car world. Yeah, your car world. My car yeah, world. Spit it out because you're like glowing, dude. You're, you're chrome. You're total chrome. Okay. Well, this is what happens when uh, your dad is a car guy too. Dad. And you've got uh, – I had my last birthday that starts with the number four over the weekend. Ah, uh, the final one huh? yeah, before you well, step into the real deal. <laughs> you're only a few years away from a heck of a discount at buffets. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm giving you stuff to look forward to. <laughs> So anyway, your dad did something really special. Uh, we went to dinner at Jack Stack, which is my favorite place ever. Nice. And he's had this 63 Impala convertible for a long time, and it's been sitting in our building, but he doesn't do much with it. And, you know, I've always had my own stuff. And he had a model of it on a shelf in his office. At uh-huh. home. And so they, my parents give me this bag, and the model is in – the bag in the bottom of it. And, oh, we gave it to you. And, and as I take it out, the model has the title taped to the <gasps> underside of it. No way. So he gave me a 63 Impala oh, ragtop. Oh, my gosh. A ragtop. Oh, rag the, 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 oh, that's pretty. Hey, Dad. Thank yeah. you. So here, here is my very formal thank you to both my parents. Thank you so very much. Still trying to get my head wrapped around it. And uh, while I've been doing that, I've been driving the car around. I can't imagine how sweet that is. It is a great car. It needs a little bit because it's been sitting, but it runs. It looks pretty decent. Top goes up and down. Not sure what you could complain about. That, dang, that is a good week. Yeah, not bad. Not not bad. I've been, uh, you you know me, I've been down uh, uh, cruising the bottoms. I'm uh, checking out Craigslist. I'm ready to break my kids' piggy banks (laughs) to help you finance whatever. You know what? Patience is a virtue. And for me, it's a godsend because (laughs) there have been a couple that have popped up that I'm like, pretty close, especially like up in Omaha and Lincoln, Nebraska. Okay. Uh, There's been some vehicles, some uh, mid 60s Mercs that I've seen up there that I'm like, oh, and there's. Uh, well, not to give away, because I, I still want to go look at it. There's one down in Wichita. Okay. That, and it's a Marauder. Oh. So it's like a 65 Marauder, the two-door. Cool. Oh, dude. It, it doesn't have the breezeway window like the one up in uh, Lincoln, but it's still a sweet-looking ride. That with breezeway the window is cool, but a Marauder is still. It's, yeah, it's kind of kicking. So I got my eyes on those, and I, I, I found a couple of 55 Plymouths. Really? Yeah. Uh, one 4K, one 6K. The 6K is in pretty sweet condition, all original. The 4K has been modified a little bit. Anything uh, close to what you had before? Uh, yeah. Actually, one is a Savoy. They're both four, more doors, but uh, I'm down with that. That's I'm cool. Down with that. Yeah. So, like I said, it's been a good week. Very cool, dude. 
It's also been a very interesting week in the news. Get your brain in gear for what's going on. Time for What's News on Road Muscle Radio. Well, uh, coming up in the, over the next few months, we want to make sure we remind everybody, don't be buying any used cars out of the southeastern United States. <laughs> oh, you're not uh, taught. This isn't because of the hurricane. Because of the hurricanes. Oh. Uh, or if you don't mind, you know, the smell of mold and sand <laughs> rust, electrical gremlins. A little bit of the ocean yeah, gets it, to go with you. Look at that. If you don't mind uh, the idea of possibly finding, uh, I don't know, small sharks in the trunk of your car. <laughs> You've got a case of sand crabs. Yeah, that's yeah, nice. If if that doesn't bother you, then you might potentially find bargains coming out of the southeast, your southeastern United States. But... Be ready for that frame off resto. <laughs> oh, be ready! Be ready for rust in weird places. Be ready for black mold. Be ready for electrical gremlins. Be ready for all that stuff. Nice. Well, uh, there was a, a car that was found in a barn. It's a barn find okay. that uh, wasn't rusty like that. It's the oldest surviving Mini Cooper. Uh, no dude kidding. found it. It's a collector in Suffolk, England. This guy only buys. Like the really, you know, out there, you cannot find it anywhere types of cars. He put it out an ad for a Mini Cooper S Mark One, and he got a response. Went there, guy had one in a barn that hadn't been driven since 1983. Bam, he bought it. It's a 1963 model year. There were only 4,000 that were made of it. It appears to have been uh, the car that won the Monte Carlo Rally. In 1964, no 1965, kidding. and 1967, I even looked it up, and it was a, a Mini S that won all three of those years, and it looks to be this one. It had papers with it. It had a couple of uh, modifications that were done for the rally that were still in it. It's 100% authentic, unrestored. It's a survivor, a real survivor. The only thing left to say is it sold for stupid little money. I, You know, he didn't put it in there. So I'm guessing that it... It probably it, traded it, hands. For, I, I think he. Uh, I think he nailed it down. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering if the seller knew what they had. This guy also owns what he believes is the earliest Mark II Mini Cooper S, which he discovered in Florida. He also has a rare Riley Alf, and I didn't even look that up. I don't even know what that is. Uh, which he describes similar to a luxury Mini, and he has also previously bought John Lennon's Mini for 150 pounds from the musician's cleaner. You're kidding. So, uh, yeah, I think this guy knows a bargain and knows a great car when he sees it. Well, he certainly seems to know many. Well well done you, sir. Well done. That's extraordinary. We got a big weekend coming up. I'm going to drag you down to Ottawa for the Old Moray River Run. Ooh. Uh, Car show down there, and they're expecting north of 2,000. 2,000? Cars. 2,000 cars. 2,000 cars. Holy Moses. Even if we spend all day down there, and and it's a two-day show. If we spend all day down there walking around, we aren't going to see. We aren't going to see them all. So bring, I got, I'm gonna bring have your to camera. Bring, yeah, my camera and a couple well, of 32 bring, gig cards. Yeah, bring, I'll bring, fill it. Bring your camera and bring your checkbook. We may be able to find you. <laughs> we might be able to find it. Yeah, Somebody yeah, yeah. down there may have a bargain for you. I can mm. think of a worse place to go bargain hunt. Oh yeah, and that's in Ottawa. And I love Ottawa. By the way, Ottawa has the oldest uh, operating cinema in the world. Really. Yeah, it opened in 1905, and it's still showing movies. No kidding. And, uh, it is a uh, it's a Guinness Book of World's Record. It's 113 years old this 113 year. 113 years old this year, and uh, they it was just this year in March that it got uh, certified by the Guinness Book of World Records. Wow. There's one other that's a year younger that's in like you know Sweden, Denmark, somewhere there. 
But we have the oldest one. This little and it's gem. In Ottawa, Kansas. It's in Ottawa, Kansas. It even has a little museum, by the way, which uh, has like an, an Elvis mannequin that's dressed like Elvis. Oh, how cool is that? Cheesy stuff like that. So uh, all these cool things. And then the Moray River Run. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, a couple thousand cars, in one, or they're saying more than 2,000 cars. You know what? We'll get some details on it in Exit Lane Live Absolutely. Uh, here in just a little bit. Absolutely. That's brilliant. And last thing real quick, uh, looks like Volkswagen's going to bring another pickup to the U.S. The last time we saw a Volkswagen pickup was in 1984, that, that little rabbit-based Volkswagen My caddy. uncle had one. We called it the tomato can. <laughs> it was red. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh, they're going to n- take another shot at uh, producing pickups here in the U.S., and uh, good on them. The darn thing can't be any uglier than a Honda Ridgeline. <laughs> True that. <laughs> wow. Well, stick around. We have uh, uh, great information coming up for stuff that's going on in town and around town. And coming up next, you won't believe it. Incredible Mike Musto from Incredible the House of Muscle gift. is going to join us right here on Road Muscle Radio. Welcome back to Road Muscle Radio. I'm Brett Hatfield. I'm here with my co-host, Catfish Groves. Yo! And today we have an incredible guest. Uh, We're really thrilled and excited to have Mike Musso of the House of Muscle on uh, on the show with us. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. How you guys doing? Fantastic. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, You used to host uh, Big Muscle on the Drive Network. And now you host the House of Muscle, which is that is your own project, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's our own our own thing. We uh, we started that up in um, early 2017, and we did a 12 episode run on Motor Trend, and then we decided to leave um, and go out on our own, just because Discovery Channel came in and kind of did their own thing with all their properties, and we were like, well, you don't own us, we own us, so we'll see you later. So it uh, was kind of beneficial for us to kind of move out and do our own thing, which was good. And are you enjoying being uh, the guy who drives everything? Yeah, you know, it's still it's still very much a an amazing thing because, like, I and I think that anybody who's in this hobby can relate that you know as, as when you first start off in this business, what ends up happening is that you go to car shows and you walk around. And you'll always say to yourself, you know, I really like to drive some of these cars and you're never able to. Now I'm in a position where I literally get submissions to the point of hundreds per month that come in and say, come and drive my car. It's a fantasy. It's just a dream world. It's, you know, I can't really believe that it's it's a thing. (laughs) There's even some screwy guy in Kansas keeps saying, come drive my 61 Impala. Yeah, I know. I know. I wonder who that is. figure <laughs> so uh, how did you wind up getting into this business how did you wind up being able to uh drive everybody's cars and have these shows what how'd you find your way here um a, a lot of it was was kind of luck um what ended up happening was that 
back in, I had always loved cars and I had, I raced motorcycles for quite a while. And, um, back in, I guess, 2006, 2005, 2006, I had a buddy of mine that suggested I do a reality TV show called Bull Run. And this was back in 06 where it was, I think of it like the cannonball run, Mm -hmm. um, except it was when those kind of like, you know, um, big money rallies were taking place like gumball and all those stuff. And they were kind of invoked. Well, these guys ended up making a television show about it. We were on there with my 68 charger, me and my uh-huh. buddy of mine, and we happened to do quite well. So little by little, kind of, we got a following down. And at the time I was actually, um, working at Citibank and I was in charge of their web division, if you can believe that. So located in lower Manhattan, um, you know, I was a web designer and a coder, and I did that for 12 years until 2008 when I got sick and tired of it, spoke to my wife and said, you know what, I can't do this anymore, and um, I'm going to quit and start my own company, to which she just kind of looked at me like I had 14 heads, um, <laughs> because, you know, it was one of those things whereby you're like, you're doing really well, like you're making a lot of money, and now you want to go from making a bunch of money to making no money. And it, I kind of said yes. I'm guessing that was a tough so, sell. <laughs> oh, it it was a really tough sell. I mean, to give you an idea, at that point, I was I had my my '68 Charger, which you know, which I, I love and I still have and probably never sell. But I was also driving a BMW M5, and I literally mm-hmm. went from driving a, a a new BMW M5 to selling it, starting my company, and buying a twenty five hundred dollar Mercury Villager minivan. Yeah, as a daily driver, because I needed to bank as much money as I could. And, you know, you, when you when you start in a new business and you start a new endeavor, you got to be as smart as you can. And, and the smartest thing to do was, was sell the BMW because obviously the charger wasn't going anywhere. Uh, brilliant. That was a good um, move. Yes, good yes. Move. Approved. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and then little by little just started writing and writing and writing for anyone who would take my stuff. And basically, long story short, I gave 10 years of my life away for free um, until I started making any money at this, you know? Good. Nice. And look what you've done. You're practically your own dynasty. Well, (laughs) here's the thing. I mean, people, people have no concept of the amount of work, as I'm sure you guys can attest to. That goes into. Yeah, we have no concept either. (laughs) (laughs) You're absolutely right. (laughs) And we get questions all the time in regards to how do you, how do I get into this business? And I tell everybody, I'm like, give 10 years of your life away for free. I said, you're going to write until you can't look at a screen anymore. Um, I said, people are going to want to pay you nothing. And that doesn't change. There's still, nobody's ever going to want to pay you anything. No, you get exposure. Um, yes. Yeah, you'll get exposure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. That's my uh, <laughs> the best line ever. And you know um, what it tastes like? Not dinner. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. No, you can't do pay rent. Yeah, <laughs> bingo. Yeah, buy fuel. So it's a great thing, and it's been an amazing ride. And the fact that we're we're at the point where we have access to some of the most amazing vehicles in the world um, is still – it's it's a fantasy come true, um, but we work at it every single day. It's not something that just happens. The amount of work that's put into it is, is nobody will ever see it, and honestly, nobody will probably care about it. But it, it's just a 
a, a huge amount of work. And other guys, if you ever talk to guys like Matt Fowler or any, anybody like that, they'll tell you the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not as easy as people think. No. Uh, you're a Dodge Charger. To uh to even reel it back a little bit more, I read a I read a really interesting interview with you, and I wanted to touch on this because I think it's a great story. When you got that charger, uh, you were motivated by kind of a a really huge experience and kind of one of those oh this is what I want to do with my life type of uh, moments. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? The quote that came from you was the greatest thing you ever did. I mean, the greatest thing I ever did was was buying it. Um, it was a lot of it stemmed from my wife, I think, is everybody, when I told people that I was going to buy it, especially kind of family members, they, they all said that I was out of my mind. They were like, why are you going to spend all this money? And, and I bought it back, I think in 2001 or so, mm-hmm. um, or 2002. And, uh, it was right after nine 11 happened. I was one of those guys that was down there. I was about four or five blocks away. And, um, <sighs> you know, when that tragedy happened, you kind of reevaluate what you're going to do. I think and you probably you reevaluate everything. Yeah, you do. You, you definitely do. And you realize that a lot of the the people um, that were unfortunately taken from us, all they wanted to do was go to work and have a cup of coffee, you know, and then start their day. And they didn't even have a chance to do that. And it just made me kind of sit back and wonder, what am I really doing with my life? Do I really want to sit behind a cubicle? Do I really want to deal with all of these people that I, you know, I, I generally don't like? You know, I shouldn't say that. They're good people, but it was just a career. You know, oh, honesty. You know, it hurts. <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? I mean, I worked in Lower Manhattan. You take the subway with seven million other people every day. Then you get to an office building with five thousand or six thousand people, and you get into the elevator with people you don't know. You ride up, you do your job every day, and you go home with the same people. And the fact of the matter is. They're, you know, you see them every day, but they're just, they're the same miserable bastard that you are. And, <laughs> yep. you know, that's why, like, the license plate on my car when I was in New York said Mr. Angry. Because that's, and that's why the name of my business is called Mr. Angry Incorporated. Because, you know, that's, and my wife is the one, she's like, you're the angriest guy I've ever met. She's like, you really need to call your car this. I said, fair enough. And that's what it's been called for the last 15 years, you know, or so. Um <laughs> I wanted to know, yeah, and now it, I got the answer. That's fantastic. You know, it's called Mopar therapy, <laughs> and it really helps you oh, through those well, hard times, man. <laughs> I'll tell you, that car and I have been through more stuff than I can even, like, it, people have legally no say. I mean, yeah. I put over 60,000 foot to the floor miles on that thing, and when I first got it, it was perfect. I mean, there wasn't a nick, a scratch, and now it's... You know, it's got no heat now because the heat of core leaks. It, you know, it's got some, it doesn't have any dings, but it's got road, you know, rock chips everywhere. Two of the gauges don't work. Like it's been ridden hard and put away wet. Every bit of it done with love. Oh yeah, no, we just call oh, that I, I, it's I character. It the world. I thought that was a great story because yeah, you, you were able to kind of step back, kind of reevaluate. And I've even been going through that. Um, uh, Brett and I have uh, chatted about that very thing. Yeah. Uh, within the past few weeks, just about, you know, hey, you get to that point and you're like, well, pull the trigger. Why not? You know, when when is when? When is when? So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Exactly why weeks. I've been threatening to break my kids piggy banks in order to find your hot rod. <laughs> the way you got to look at it is this. you go around one time only. That's it. You don't get you don't get a second chance. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you're going to do it, do it. Right. And, you know, we, we were in the fortunate position to 
to be able to to do it, and it's it's been a long hard road. There's no question about it. But the fact of the matter is, I do exactly what I want to do, right? I go out every day, and I can choose to work. Um, you know, as far as writing about cars, I can choose to drive cars, I can choose to film cars. But either way, I'm, you know, I'm in this kind of wonderful space with some of the most wonderful people in the world, and it's it's tremendous. I can't say enough about it. And that's the hobby as a whole. And I don't think people really understand that. Car guys do. We get it. And we get it more yeah. and more every year. <laughs> the more miles we yeah. put on. <laughs> We're talking with Mike Musto yeah. from the House of Muscle and uh, from Big Muscle on the Drive Network. Uh, be sure to stick around. We're going to talk more about cars, about what's coming up, uh, about some of the stuff that goes on with the shows. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Road Muscle Radio. Be sure to check us out at roadmuscleradio.com. Stick around. back with Road Muscle Radio. I am Mark Groves. I am a 30-year veteran of doing radio, and I'm here along with Brett Hatfield, who is an auto freelance auto journalist, auto auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine and American Car Collector Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, and owns a sweet little 1960 Corvette, a smoking 61 Impala, and... New, now, and as of this weekend, 63 Impala Ragtop. Oh, uh, yeah. Ooh, very nice. Yeah, not too shabby. Our special guest is Mike Musto from the House of Muscle and from Big Muscle on the Drive Network. Uh, Mike, you've been driving a lot of really cool stuff, and you've had great clips on YouTube. And one of the things you've gotten to drive of late is the 2019 Corvette ZR1. As a Corvette guy, I'm immensely envious. Tell me about driving that thing, and uh, what do you think? Yeah, it, it's a fabulous car. I mean, here's here's the thing. You know, the the ZR1, it's it's a hammer. I mean, it's a 755 horsepower hammer, and most people, I think that you know, you talk about about with these cars have no concept of how much power that actually is, right? We see it online all the time where guys are like, well, there's other stuff that's making 800 horsepower and stuff like that. And it's like, you want to kind of reach through the internet and be like, you've never, we've talked about, you don't even know what it's like to drive 400 horsepower, right? So you get, you know, they, they put you when you, you know, you go to these press launches and like I, we, this press launch took it, took it um, at road Atlanta and I had never driven road Atlanta. So they give you, you they give you the 755 horsepower Corvette. They let you loose on a track that's got 160 mile an hour straightaway. Yeah, and oh. you're going, oh, okay. I hope this thing does what it's supposed to do. And I mean, it's it's good. It's fast. It's comfortable. It's it's one of those cars whereby um, it's not a beginner car by any means. If no. you're going to get behind a wheel, this thing know how to drive. Don't think you know how to drive. Like, make sure you. You're either a track guy or you've taken courses because it's one of those cars where you have to respect it 
because it will bite you. Um, and it's, but if you get it right, Oh my God, it's unbelievable. (laughs) I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's a fantastic car. It really is. Well, you remember when Eddie Griffin wrecked that, uh, Enzo Ferrari, the Ferrari Enzo. Mm -hmm. And that was just because he'd never been behind the wheel at that much power. And he kind of put his foot into it and bye-bye. Yeah. (laughs) Game over. Well, that, that's just it. I mean, and here's the thing, like I'm, I make my living behind getting, I make my living getting behind the wheel of other people's automobiles. Right. And most of them are old, but as we all know, a lot of guys are building pro touring cars. A lot of guys are building, you know, eight, 900 horsepower hot rods and things like that. So I'm used to the power. It's just, you have to figure out what a vehicle is going to do before you get in and just go flat out. And I think so many of these guys get behind the wheel of stuff and they just think that, you know, because if it's somewhat modern, that it's going to save them. No. And that's not the case. Like I said, you know, people are giving you these Saturn V rockets with steering wheels on them. And <laughs> your job is not to kill yourself. And like, you know, I remember we, for the House of Muscle, we bought a Demon, right? We went out, we, we bought a, a brand new Dodge Demon. And, you know, I, I, I had it out on the freeway and I was getting on an exit ramp. And I had forgot about four minutes before I was in drag mode just screwing around on the street. Well, I laid into it, and at 70 miles an hour, I just ripped the back wheels loose. And going sideways at 70, you know, like, oh. you're going to poop a little bit. It's just one of those things that you're like, okay, so, you know. A couple of exits going on there. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so yeah, what, yeah. What was yeah, your favorite exactly. part about driving that car? That car, it's still very raw, which as a driver, I really enjoy. Um you know, there are very few cars today where you get in and the car really talks to you, right? It talks to you through the seat of your pants. It talks to you through through the steering wheel. It talks to you via the shifter. They're still um, visceral. The throttle. They're very visceral. And that is one of the best parts about that car is it's so communicative to the driver. And not many cars talk to you in this day and age. And the vet still does. And a lot of people will get in that car and they're going to think it's too raw. They're going to think it's, you know, oh my God, it, it just feels ungainly or whatever the case is. When they don't realize that what that car is actually doing is teaching you to be a better driver, as opposed to the newer cars with all the traction shenanigans and everything else that fool you into thinking you're an actually a good driver. You know what I mean? Sure. It's great. I'm guessing that the fact that all of the cars now have ABS and traction control and airbags and safety systems and power everything is the reason that people feel so detached from the driving experience and that is going to feel raw to them. But it's probably also why they think they can jump into something with 750 horsepower and go like hell and not suffer any repercussions. They don't know what real control is. Yeah. Well, they've never had anything that might potentially do them harm. (laughs) Well, Uh, that's yeah. And I mean, here's the thing. And you guys know this, right? When you drive old cars, I mean, Brett, you know this with with the Vet and with the Impala. There, there's no anti-lock brakes. There's oh no, 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 oh, no, no, no! So four wheel drums are my you know, nightmare. <laughs> right. So, but here's the thing: we drive them, and we grew up uh-huh. driving cars like that. So, if a car breaks loose, if a car understeers or oversteers, we grew up knowing how to how to deal with that. Yeah. Where people today have no idea. They're not so like, involved. I always tell people, I'm like, you know, get behind the wheel of something old, at least for a little while. Because new cars mask so much. And, um, 
you know, I, I think honestly, it's, it's kind of a detriment to everybody, every new driver that gets behind the wheel because they don't, they don't know what real fear is like, like we do. You know? <laughs> you're, uh, you're, we're, we're talking with Mike Musto of the House of Muscle and uh, Big Muscle. Now, Mike, I read uh, that Brad had written down some stuff about you, and one of the things that caught my eye. A high-performance driving instructor. You've had that experience, so uh, this leads this whole conversation leads right into that. I, I wanted to ask, what's the scariest experience you've ever had showing someone how to drive a high-performance vehicle? Oh, oh God! Um, <laughs> so many. Yeah, most of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, most of them. Um, you know, it's interesting. You get you get three students that show up that you can immediately tell who's who. Um, Women are by far the greatest students you could ever have. They're they listen. Calm, they listen to what you're going to say, and they actually implement what you tell them. Um, then you get the guys that show up with the $1,200 helmet, the driving shoot, the shoes, the gloves, in a brand new like 911 Turbo, and you're like, I'm probably going to die today. Um, <laughs> you know. And then you get the guy that shows up in a helmet that's four or five years old. He's got an old pair of driving gloves and a Miata. And you're like, this is the guy that I want to be in the car with. And, you know, there, a lot of people, listen, a lot of people are fortunate. They, they make a lot of money. They can go out and afford all these wonderful cars. Um, generally, a lot of these successful guys, and I'm, I'm going to start a type here, even though I shouldn't, um, they have these big egos. And they don't like being told what to do. So I had, I had gone out with a guy. Um, this was years ago when I was back on the East Coast. And he had a brand new 911. And, he just wouldn't listen. I mean, he, he, he went four wheels off twice, which Ooh. is usually like, okay, you're expelled from the track. And I, I, I looked at him at, you know, at the end of the session, I said, I'm going to make you a deal. I said, we're going to go out. You're going to drive your Porsche. I said, I'm going to drive my 68 Charger. This was a Pocono Raceway. I said, if you can catch me and pass me, I said, not only will I take away every bad thing I said, I'll move you to the next group. Right. Wow. So he got all very excited. Yeah. I got this, I got man. I got cars. this. Yeah. So let's just say he went off again, um, basically touched the guardrail, didn't really mess <sighs> up the car. Um, as we pulled back into the pit, I went back up to him and I said, so do you know what you did wrong? And he goes, yeah. He goes, I should have listened. And that was it. And so, you know, you, you have to just kind of rein people in every now and again. But um, to anyone who would ever want to be a driving instructor, just understand this. Every time you do it, you're taking your life in someone else's hands, and that can be really, really scary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's got to be one of the few jobs you show up for with a bag of Depends. <laughs> oh, dude, it's, 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 it can be terrifying. It really can. But it, listen, it's also rewarding, too. I mean, when you get a good student that does what you tell them, and you actually see them improve, it's a really great experience. It's just... You learn after time to weed out the good students from the bad. And the bad students, I mean, you kind of look at them and you just kind of pawn them off to the other instructors. And there, listen, there are some instructors that love the, the shitty guys. They love them. Me? No. I'll just stick with, like, the nice women that just want to learn or the Miata guys because <laughs> they really know how to drive. And, um, yeah, that's that's what I'll do. <laughs> Tell us what it was like about meeting uh, Buzz Aldrin. Oh, well, what I did, I did a panel for, for BMW, and this was years ago. And, um, you know, he is, he, he's just a very straightforward kind of guy. There's no bullshit or pretense about him. Um, you know, you ask him a question, he's going to tell you the, the answer that he wants to tell you, whether you like it or not. Um, <laughs> you know, I, 
mean, and that, that's pretty much what it comes down to. I met him for a very, very short amount of time. Um, but he's, he's, he's kind of no bullshit. He's kind of the last of that, that breed, right? You know, what you see is what you get. He's never going to make an apology for anything he says. And, um, listen, at, at, at this point, yeah, you don't have to. I'm Aldrin, baby. Like, no. I did everything. And you can't disagree with that. So you go, yeah, you're right. You know? I'm a national hero. What are you going to tell me I yeah, can't well. say? <laughs> yeah, you drive cars for a living. That's great. You go have fun with your four-wheel things, and I'm going to go fly rockets. You're like, oh, all right. Well, that's uh, Fair true. Mike, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, I, I was so excited to have you on, and you did. You were every bit what I thought you would be. And uh, I can't thank you enough for being such a sweetheart at Lemons. It was a blast. And um, I really, really look forward to having you back on the show, talk about more stuff, and hopefully run into you and the good Mr. Farah down in Scottsdale in January. Uh, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. You've been listening to Road Muscle Radio. Stick around next for Exit Lane Live, where we tell you where to park the place and show your face. We're back with Road Muscle Radio, Brett Hatfield, Catfish Groves, and a great conversation with Mike Musto. I love having Mike on the show. Can't wait to get him back. What an interesting oh, yeah. guy. And he's such a sweetheart of a guy, too. It just is fantastic. You know, people, you got to look up that 68 Charger that he's got uh, on, oh, yeah. on the webs and just sit there and drool. That's beautiful. Even if it does have rock chips and, and some of the gauges don't worry, who cares? That girl's still stunning. Yeah, but all that stuff came out of love. He was behind the wheel, and that's how that went. That came up from there. driving it. Yeah, yep. absolutely. All right, we, uh, we need to tell you what's cooking good looking. Get it on the schedule for getting on the road. Check out these car events across Kansas City in Exit Lane Live. Well, just like last week, there is a ton of stuff going on around Kansas City uh, this weekend and the next couple of weekends. The one we got to mention first, and the one that's most important, at least in this room, is <laughs> uh, September 14th through the 16th. Starts this Friday down in Ottawa, Kansas, 32nd annual Old Marais. Old Marais? Old Marais? I'm going to go with Marais. Go with Marais. Uh, it River, sounds very French. Old Marais River Run in Forest Park, hosted by the Over the Road Gang. Uh, they say, please note, entry fee both day of show and pre-registration has gone up. The pre-registration ended August 31st, so we missed that one. But day of the show is $40. Uh, manufactured vehicles, 1972 and before. Nice. Um, they say no dune buggies or sand rails. There's got to be a story there. I'd love to know what it is. <laughs> no vehicles over one ton. I, I'm I'm guessing they mean no vehicles with you know big trucks. That yeah, sort of thing. your your F U fifty. Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> so huge. It's putting dents in the streets. <laughs> Absolutely, because. Anything that we're going to drive down there is going to weigh a whole lot more than one ton. <laughs> if we're lucky. No kidding. 
Well, September 21st through 22nd in Kansas City, Kansas, the Chevelle Car Club Show is happening at uh, Nebraska Ooh. Furniture Mart parking lot, 161 Village West Parkway, uh, Legends, basically. 64 to 1987 Chevelles, El Caminos, GM Sprints, and Beaumonts. Oh, man. They got a Friday night poker run, cruise, and cookout. Uh, if you want more information, there's a, you know what? I'll put it up on. If you want more information, I'll go to Road, Road Muscle, Muscle Radio. Radio, click on uh, the events page. Uh, it'll all be there. Uh, that's one I'm going to drag you to. I got a thing for 70 El Camino SSs, 70 Chevelle Aren't SSs. Aren't they gorgeous? Oh, yeah, You man. know, that was one of the things uh, in I, – I know I talk so much about those mid-60s boats, and yes, I want a land barge and, and a 1955 Plymouth, but – one of the the vehicles that I have loved so much are the the El Caminos and even the Rancheros. Mm-hmm. As goofy as that pseudo Torino front end is, I love it. Uh, those Caminos. The the only thing that stopped me, I I almost bought one about six years ago. It was like forty five hundred, and it just looked kick ass. But I I read up on it, and you know, cool cars. A little slippery in the snow. Mm-hmm. There's no weight back there. No, and I got a pickup truck that I drive right now, a, a Silverado. That's slippery enough for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I love El Caminos. I always have. It's the automotive equivalent of a mullet. Yeah, baby. And just <laughs> can't get enough of them. So if that's going to be part of the Chevelle show, we want to make sure we Absolutely. get out there and take a look at that. September 22nd, Kansas City, Missouri, the KCI Cruise Car Show at the KCI Ambassador Building. Uh, one two two hundred North Ambassador Drive, uh, three to eight p.m. Lot opens at two o'clock. Menards Chevy Show TV Series and Velocity Network will be filming on site. How cool is that? You might be you might be on TV. Uh, proceeds benefit Kansas City Combined Charities. www.kcicarshow.com. September twenty first and twenty second. September's busy. Yeah. Uh, if you don't go to the Chevelle Car Club show and watch uh watch Brett Drool. In Leavenworth, Kansas, there's Escape from Leavenworth, and it's got no rules, no sponsors, no cost. Cruises Friday and Saturday. It's just kind of a get-together, get oh, your cool. car up there, and uh, gather Friday at 6 p.m., cruising at 7 p.m., Saturday at 7 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. for a wow. gathering. There's uh, some meals and meeting up. They'll line up at 12.45 p.m., 60-mile-long drive. Oh, cool. So you get, oh, it's not yeah. just a show. You get a chance to be out in your car. It'll be around Le- uh, Leavenworth, and there's some beautiful driving up in that area. Can you there really 60 is. 60 miles around there. So uh, look for it on, on roadmuscleradio.com. We'll put it up there for the uh, details. September 29th, still a Kansas Cars and Coffee at Stonegate Motor Plaza. This is one that we hit, and uh, we will be out there. 7800 West 207th Street from 8 to 11 a.m. Dude, Stonegate is so cool. That one that I went to with uh, it's such a wonderful mix of vehicles because you got some classics and then you got the brand new ones out there that are just all tricked out and so sweet so, and everything in between. So much good stuff out there. I particularly liked parking the 61 next to the Ferrari and watching everybody look at the 61. That, that was funny. I got to admit, it's just standing there going, look at them. They're, they're all coming over to all the chrome. It's, yeah, a, it's a giant neon sign over your head that says, hey, dig me. Yeah, I'm Detroit cool. Uh, <laughs> September 28th, uh, so that Friday night, uh, Lawrence, Kansas, they got the fifth annual Rev It Up Hot Rod Hullabaloo in downtown Lawrence. Cool place. Uh, at South Park, it's 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. that day. Live bands, hot food, a beer garden, I dig this, an Elvis parade <laughs> and contest. 
And then, of course, merchandise. Free continental breakfast for the first hundred cars that arrive. Free food and Elvis. Damn, I'm in. Uh, it's got uh, registration, no long lines, and all the proceeds go to support local charities in and around Lawrence. So it's really cool. Look for it on RoadMuscleRadio.com. Oh, baby. Come oh, take a look yeah. at my car. Oh, Check it out. Oh. There's a little bit of Elvis in all of us. <laughs> October 12th through the 14th. This one's also important because we will be down there covering this. Lake Garnett, Kansas, the fifth annual Lake Garnett Grand Prix Revival. Track event, autocross showcase, spectator rides. That's really cool. After they get done uh, doing the races around the lake, they do spectator rides where the guys will take the cars that they've been running let somebody make a small donation to charity, put them in the car, and go run hot laps. It's Aww. really neat. Uh, a tour and cruise. They're honoring British sports cars and performance marks. Free admission and parking for spectators. For full event information, either www.lggpr.org or roadmuscleradio.com. September 29th and 30th at New Century, the airport. Uh, Warbirds in Flight. It's at the CF- oh, cool. CAF hangar at New Century. Um, plane rides are available. Admission is $10 per person, $5 You're kidding, for kids. They, got, they have plane rides? Yeah. See the planes of oh, the commemorative dude. Air Force. Bring out your car Saturday and or Sunday and display it. You get in free. Oh, we're going. Uh, it's uh, it's so cool. That and, sounds really cool. And I, I had to pick that because I just think that place is, is just the bomb. So uh, look look for the details. We'll have it up on the website. And also, October 20th, we've talked about this a couple times before, but we need to keep hitting it. This is for a great cause. Uh, in Shawnee, Kansas, the ninth annual Special Olympics car show at Theater in the Park, 7710 Renner Road. From 10 to 2, free to spectators. Advanced registration is $20. Day of the event is 25 They're going to have a 50-50 raffle. For more information or to register, www.jcr.com prd.com forward slash cars in the park. And you know what? I'll wrap it up with uh, September 29th in Plattsburgh, Missouri. It's a thing. And I love Plattsburgh, by the way, when we first moved here in, in 2001, moved up to Kansas city from Dallas, Texas, and almost bought a house in really? Plattsburgh. And that place was haunted. It's so cool. Anyway. The town uh, or the house? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, there's some great old building. Uh, a Bums Charities auto truck and bike show. It's in Perkins Park. Breakfast 830 to 1030. Uh, 20 bucks at the gate. They'll have lunch there from Pit Stop Catering KC. A pinup contest. Drawings. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Live DJ. And you know where to get the uh, information. RoadMuscleRadio.com. So yep. thank you so much for joining us today. We've had so much fun talking to Mike Musto, learning about the new news, and congrats on your new car. Let's go outside and go for a drive. Dude, let's do that. We'll catch you next time in Road Muscle Radio. Road Muscle Radio.